for some people it works this way so for some people it works the other way and I think I always highlight it in my reels and in my content that's so so important to find something that works for you not for someone else because you can watch all those videos you know my morning routine my evening routine my daily routine or whatever but until you find the routine that works for you the habits that work for you you're not gonna be happy or fulfilled you're not gonna be truly enjoying those Welcome everyone to Life is Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life is Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage and the hope to be their better selves. Today we have a very special guest. She <laughs> is passionate about wellness and self-improvement. She has built a community of over 50,000 people and is sharing her journey there daily, sharing all the tips and lessons, and um, it's very raw as well. So, Maya, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me, Lisa. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you here. And um, let's start with this question. How did you embark on the self-improvement journey? So, you know, now when somebody opens your profile, we see that you have built so many incredible habits and routines and it seems like you're dealing with your day, bad days perfectly. And where did you start? How did you find the self-improvement um, and wellness? Okay, so I, around 2020, so, you know, when the whole pandemic and everything started, I was feeling really bored with, you know, with my life because I wasn't doing much. You know, we all were staying at home and not doing much, just, you know, online school and everything. So I was just very bored and I wanted to do something to make, that, make my life more exciting, more pleasant to, you know, kind of, you could say, entertain myself and make myself be, feel better. So I started with gratitude. Gratitude was my first ever practice. That's how I wanted to, you know, kind of improve my life in some ways, be grateful for what I have, because I had a lot at that time, you know, I lived um, outside of Warsaw because I'm from Poland, uh, even though now I live in London. Uh, so I lived outside of Warsaw. So even though, you know, we couldn't really go out, I kind of could because when I go out, I can't see anyone. Like, you know, no one is there. So basically I could do so many things that people who live in the city cannot, could not, you know. So I had so many things to be grateful for at that time. Also now, of course, but and so that was the first practice that I started. And eventually, you know, I started building up on it, you know, um, healthy lifestyle. At that time, I was only exercising, apart from uh, this gratitude practice that I started. And so I started building up, learning more about it. At that time, I was also very interested in psychology. And so that's when I uh, started my other account, because this account that I have now is totally different from the one where I started. So I started my Instagram journey like more seriously around May 2020 uh, when I started my mental health account because, you know, I was interested in psychology and started, you know, those uh, practices. So I thought, okay, I'm going to share my journey. But eventually I kind of got burned out with it and I just didn't really feel like this was my purpose. Like I wanted to share more than just mental health. So I quit. And uh, I think I took about five months break. You know, I focused on myself. I was still um, growing. I was still uh, building up all of my practices. I was still improving my life. And so 
around five months later, around March 2021, I started this account. It was it's on the same platform, but I just changed the uh, username. I archived all the posts. So I had some community. I can't say that I started from complete zero, but I had about 1,000 followers back then. So yeah, there is a difference. <laughs> and yeah, and I, was, I, was, I just wanted, you know, to share my journey, to share my positive energy, because as my journey, you know, um, was uncovering, I also discovered that I am really like, I'm really pos- I'm I'm a really positive person and I can share this with people like I can really m- boost other people with that which is amazing and I was not aware of that uh in the past and so I thought yeah it's it's it would be great to actually you know inspire others to do the same thing because especially now we really need that and so yeah I started sharing my journey and as I started doing it of course, I was I was still you know improving on my own, and so yeah, this is how it all started. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I love it. I had a question. So, how did you start uh, your gratitude um, practice? So, what what exactly did you do? Okay, so basically, I just found some notepad that I could use, just a you know normal plain notepad, notebook, and I decided that every single night before sleep, I'm going to write five things that I'm grateful for that day. You know, they can be repetitive. I didn't have to, you know, write, I don't have to write different things every day. Like I don't have to be grateful for different things every day. Right. And so it could be my family being healthy. It could be an amazing lunch that I eaten that day. You know, it could be playing with my dog or something bigger. Like let's say, um, winning a competition or, you know, reaching more people on my account. Uh, so yeah, just writing down five things that I'm grateful for every single day. That's so beautiful. You know, and also you said that once you started the gratitude uh, practice, then you started stacking up other practices on it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, it's just so beautiful how one positive habit can have kind of this spillover effect on your life. Mm-hmm. And then once you start with gratitude and you're working out, you, you're more likely to eat healthy or you're more likely to pick up other good habits. Yeah. So it all just builds what, up. What, what habits that... Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so what habits are you most proud of that you have picked up? Hmm, that's such a great question. I think gratitude will always have a place in my heart because, you know, that was my start and... Um, and so I think that, and also, to, you know, you know, because I've been practicing gratitude for two years. So I had my low moments. I had my high moments. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. cons- I wasn't consistent all the time. It happens. Sometimes we just get off the track. And an interesting thing that I've noticed is that when I don't practice gratitude that much, I'm actually feeling much worse. I'm feeling less motivated. I'm not feeling very well. And so it actually has a prominent effect on my life, you know, um, other practices, I love exercising. Like, to be honest, I feel like those those base things that, you know, that I've started with are actually the ones that are making the biggest difference because I always say it on my account, but exercise helps me the most. Like, this is my place, my thing that always makes me, like, helps me release all, my, all of my emotions whenever I'm feeling sad, down, or, like, stressed. This is what is going to help me. And so... Because other practices, yeah, they are helpful, but I feel like they, at least for me, of course, I'm talking about my personal experience, 
but they are helping me in the moment. But eventually all those emotions are coming back to me and I have to deal with them some other way. Whereas when I exercise, when I do a nice workout, I don't know, they, they just kind of get processed during the workout and just, they kind of disappear. I don't have to deal with them anymore. Uh, and I'm feeling much more emotionally like lighter, you know. So gratitude and exercise. <laughs> You know, 100%. I feel like after a sweaty workout, it feels like I have like sweated out all of my yeah, negative thoughts. Yeah, that's so true. That's <laughs> so just true. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I don't know how it works. I'm afraid. Yeah, I just don't know those uh, endorphins and stuff. But like, wow. <laughs> 100%. And you know that you were just saying that you have not always been consistent, even with the most important ones like gratitude or workout, but you still keep going. And I think it's, it's a very important point, actually, because we all have, maybe not all, but we have this perfectionist voice in our mind mm -hmm. that says, oh, now, you know, you wanted to do something for this whole year. You've been doing it for two weeks and then you stopped for a week and now you don't feel encouraged or motivated to even continue doing it because you stopped. Whereas, as you mentioned, you know, life is not always perfect. And it's sometimes you are in the flow of things and you're doing your beautiful habits. And sometimes you fall back um, out of them. But it's like this flow and we should not be so strict with ourselves. But to be honest, I feel like it's, it comes down to practice because many of us are perfectionists. I am perfectionist myself. But, you know, the first time I slipped and... Um, didn't feel like performing my habits, performing those practices uh, consistently, I just felt rubbish. To be honest, I just felt rubbish. I felt like, oh my God, I just, I, I've done it for so long and now I just slipped. It's, it's all done, you know? And, but I decided, no, like, like, come on, Maya, like you, you, you didn't do it for two days and now you're going to be like, oh, I, I, I just fucked up. I don't know if I can say it, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think it comes down to practice because practice of failing, honestly, you just have to let yourself fail sometimes and come back without being too hard on yourself because eventually mm. you're going to realize that it's okay mm. to fail, that you can always come back because you said that um, we, we have a hard time with coming back to those habits. But I, I feel like, personally, I feel like this hard time comes from us being too hard on ourselves. Because this, this, this kind of discourages us from, from, you know, getting back to it again. Because we feel, we feel like, oh my God, I failed. So what's the point to start again? You know, what's the point of starting, starting it again? And once you are more compassionate with yourself, once you realize that, okay, I failed. It happens sometimes. I slipped. But I can always come back. It's fine. It's fine to get out of the track sometimes. Go out of the track. Go off of the track sometimes. Uh, then it's much easier because, you know, it's okay. Like it happened. Now I'm going to go back to, to what I was doing and it's fine. Nothing happened. <laughs> oh my God. You know, when you were saying it, I just got the goosebumps because of when you said <laughs> I slipped, it's fine, but I can always come back. And there's so much power in it. You know, there's so much power because the people that actually succeed in this world, it's not that they have never failed. They probably have failed way more times than an average person has, but they mm -hmm. just kept showing up and like kept getting up. And I think it's so important, this practice, like as you said, practice of failure or how did you yeah. call it? <laughs> you have to practice failure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, so how, how, what actually 
what advice would you give to somebody who is struggling to get back, you know, to like get back to that habit? Like how can they practice failure better? I think the key is to start very slow. Like you don't have to, let's say you, you completely slipped. You don't do any of the practices you used to do. And so don't try to, you know, come back to everything overnight because this is very unrealistic. Let's be honest. Like it's hard to do nothing. And then the next day you do everything. Take some time, try to, you know, incorporate one habit back to your routine. Then maybe after a few days, try adding another one. Just slowly get, try to get back on the track, you know, Uh, because I feel like there is this tendency that once we slip and we want to come, we decide that, okay, I'm coming back. You want to start, you know, you want to get back straight away. And that's where we usually fall back to on the, on the wrong track, basically, because it's hard. It's hard. It's unrealistic. It's, it's very discouraging when we fail to do so. And so I would say, if, yeah. you, if it's hard for you to comprehend all the habits that you, that you used to have, write them down on a piece of paper, write down what habits you want to build or you want to get back to your routine and then choose the one that is most important to you. And maybe even try to do like a hierarchy, you know, so uh, which habit is the most important, which is the second most important one and so on and so on. And start with the most important one. Try to, you know, build it up again. And eventually when you feel like this habit is back in my routine, I feel confident with it. I feel like I don't have to put, put that much effort, both mental and maybe physical effort into practicing it. That's when you can move on and uh, try to practice the other one and so on and so on one and eventually just gonna get back to to the routine or even improve your routine even more oh i i couldn't agree more with that and you know i remember i was reading from jay shetty Mm -hmm. Uh, he was saying that what he has done personally he has you know we have different aspects of our lives like the physical health um, the mental strengths, you know, the spiritual part. Mm-hmm. So he said, focus on one area and like really, really nail it down. So for him, it was his meditation practice. You know, he was not that taking care of his physical health, but he was really into meditation. And he said, and now it's completely, it's a habit for him. He meditates every day for the past 15 years or so. And he said, now he get, he's getting into his physical health. And I was, when I was like, oh my God, I cannot choose one. I don't know what I want to really nail down. I don't know if it, I should do exercise, but I also want to meditate. I also yeah, want to yeah, journal. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just so hard to choose because you feel like you don't want to restrict yourself. Like I want to improve in all of these areas. But what you mentioned exactly happens also, even if you already have some habits, but it could be very overwhelming to add so many new things. And then even if you can, I find it, even if I continue doing it for some time, I'm more likely to stop doing it altogether just because it was too much, too mm-hmm. fast of the new things that came yeah, in. Yeah, you have to give yourself that time to adjust to the new habits that you're adding. Yes, yes. And also, I, I think that once you add more positive habits, you kind of you leave less space for the negative ones and you kind of like squeeze them out because now you have so many more positive ones. So I was wondering actually, uh, so did you notice that you dropped any of your um, old habits now as you embarked on this self-improvement journey and building new ones? And if yes, which ones? Okay, so I think, okay, okay. One that I that comes to my mind first is that I used to wake up back when I was uh, living in Poland. So it was about 
three years ago. I mean, two years ago, I, I moved out, but um, at that time, at that point, I, I was already on my journey. But I used to get up, I mean, wake up every morning. And the first thing I was grabbing my phone and checking social media and watching YouTube for like an hour or even two hours, you know, just laying in my bed and scrolling or, or watching YouTube or something like that. And also the same thing just before sleep. So I would start my day with my phone and I would end my day with my phone. And I think that's something we, we can all relate to, uh, to some extent, right? And so that was a huge habit for me. And once I learned about the importance of uh, routines, of morning routine, of evening routine, uh, that's when I started, you know, I can't remember the exact point when I stopped, but I stopped. I started having some routines which made my mornings more productive, made my evenings more peaceful. Um, but I said productive mornings. I mean, those are, some people would call them productive. They are just I call them structured, honestly, structured mornings, which make me feel motivated and great, you know, uh, for the day. They make me feel like I can do all the things that I need to do during the day. And so the next one, to be honest, all of my habits, all of my bad habits are kind of related to the phone uh, because the next one is just, you know, laying on my in my bed for a few hours during the day and just scrolling for TikTok or for social media and just, to be honest, wasting my time. You know, I can't say that it doesn't happen now because it does. I have days when I just don't feel like doing anything and I just can't do anything. Honestly, I can't do anything about it. And so I just let myself, you know, lay down, do some random shit on the internet. But the extent of it is so uh, smaller than it used to be. It happens sometimes, but it's not like, you know, an everyday thing. And I think that is the key balance. Uh, it happens to all of us. You honestly, if you ask anyone and they want to be honest with you, they're going to say, yeah, sometimes it happens that, you know, I take my phone and I get lost in social media for a bit too long. Um, but this balance, so, you know, 80% of the time you spend on, on the things that make you feel good. And those 20% on, on some things that make you feel good, but actually they are not very good for you. Um, I think that's a great balance. And so, yeah, most of the habits that I got rid of are uh, linked to my phone. Uh, but I'm not saying that I completely got rid of them. I just minimized them. Because also with my with usage of my phone in the morning and night, like it happens. Sometimes it happens. Let's say I, I saw a, a very interesting notification on my phone in the morning. And I'm like, shit, I have to check it. <laughs> you know, so I do it. Like, it happens. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, I think it's so true. And I think checking phone in the morning and in the evening is something that so many of us are guilty of. And um, I was wondering, how did you break this habit? So was it, a, so how did you break this habit? Because I think it's a good step, you know, to be aware, okay, I have this negative habit that I don't really want, but habits are quite sticky, you know? So mm -hmm, how, sure. how did you break yours? Okay, so I think, in the beginning, as you're starting, you know, you decide, okay, I have this bad habit of using my phone, let's say in the morning. And so what can I do to change it? Basically, you ask yourself this question. And I think um, a very helpful uh, thing <laughs> would be to, first of all, if you're not very resistant pe person, because, you know, we are different. Some people are much more prone to change and other ones are just 
it's very hard basically to make any changes. And so for those who are quite okay with changes, I would say just try to maybe put your phone on do not disturb for the night and therefore you will not see any, you know, um, any notifications in the morning to, you know, because when you see a notification, it kind of, you know, it's something. You just want to check it. And so get rid of them. Just put your phone on, on do not disturb. From what I know, uh, when you have your phone on do not disturb, you can enable your alarm clock. So like you're going to have your alarm on and yet you're not going to see the not notifications. Uh, but for those who are, for whom um, changing or breaking habits is harder, I would say buy yourself an, an alarm clock, like a normal one, old one, you know, like, like this from a store, you know, it's not your phone and put your phone far away. You can turn it off for the night, put it out of your sight. So you can't, in a way that you can't, you just can't see it uh, in your drawer, for example, just don't see it because once you see it, when it's, once it's um, in, in your sight, you're much more likely to reach it, to check it, you know? And so buy yourself an alarm clock, put it on, have your phone, maybe even in the next room, in a different room, right? And I think that's going to be helpful. Another thing is having a routine and actually planning it out. Because at the beginning, when we don't have our routine like very rooted in our uh, lives, I would say it's, it's much harder to keep it, like it's much harder to stick to it. And so in the beginning, I would say write it down, like actually write yourself a plan for the morning and try to follow it. Have it next to your bed, you know. So let's say 8 a.m. I wake up, 8 to 15 I do my skincare and get ready for the day, like dress. Then let's say uh, 8.30 I read my book for 20 minutes, you know. Just write down a plan. That's it. And so and plan out when you're going to reach for your phone. Put it on your plan and try to stick to it. Of course, there are days when it's going to go amazingly. And there are days when it's going to go, you know, you're going to slip. <laughs> but as long as you're trying, I feel like you're going to stick to it. You're going to build this routine eventually and it's going to be much easier for you. So, yeah. That's my, these are my tips. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love it. And you know, when you were just saying, if you're just more prone to change or you're not that prone to change. And I just was thinking about the alarm clock that I bought. <laughs> so I guess I fall into the second category. So I bought an actual alarm. No, the wake up lamp. The wake up lamp. So yeah, I don't yeah. really have my phone in my room, you know? Ooh, that, that's so amazing. Perfect because I don't even have... You know, like I was thinking, it's just like, I don't even have to resist anything because there's literally no temptation. If anything, if I want to check my phone, I need to get out of bed and, you know, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I also, go I feel check like, my phone, so. I don't know, it, it kind of came up to my head. But for people who are, have a really hard time with waking up, you know, they have an alarm clock and everything, but they just can't wake up. They just can't get up, get out of the bed. Put your phone somewhere a bit further from your bed. And so to, you know, to get rid of this annoying sound, you have to get up, you have to get up and turn it off. You know, I think that's an amazing, amazing trick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And also, I just wanted to, to say that I find it for me, a person, it's very useful to know why I want to have a certain habit. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, if just someone tells me checking your phone in the morning is bad and I was like, okay, you know, but 
what is it what is why is it bad exactly you know what kind of um influences it has on because we don't really we have some behaviors that we do we just don't even really think about it and even if we know they're bad we don't really know why they're bad so we don't like dive deeper into it and then once i actually found out how bad checking the phone in the morning first thing in the morning could be i was like oh my god now i for sure have to invest into invest my conscious attention mm-hmm. into not doing it and just having that why for me personally was very very important yeah yeah because we have internal and external motivators right and internal motivators are our wives so external would be our final results so what do we want to achieve with with this certain habit um whereas internal motivators are our wives so why are we doing that because let's say when we exercise yeah we might have we might have let's say a goal of making us ourselves look better it yeah it's 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 a goal for many of us let's be honest not necessarily me but like in general uh but this goal is not going to keep you doing keep you exercising because this is a long term goal you're not going to wake up one day and be fit and everything you know muscular whatever your goal is um this is something that's going to happen over time and so it's not going to keep your motivation high you have to have strong wise you have to have wise that are noticeable much earlier so let's say when you work out it's quite a immediate result that you're you're feeling better you're just more energetic you're just feeling much more like vital you know and so having those wise having those uh reasons to work out to wake up early to uh, practice gratitude to journal those deeper wise than just the final goal are so important because those are the motivators that are going to keep us going even when we don't see results yet and so yeah you're right that like Absolutely. trying to maybe even research uh benefits of doing some things performing some habits can be so beneficial and motivating like you know we usually look for motivation let's say on youtube in in some motivational videos or on the reels tiktok um things like that quotes whereas i feel like doing a research and finding out all those things like what gratitude practice can how gratitude practice can enhance our life how waking up early can enhance our lives makes it makes us just like want want it want those results want those feelings that come with it you know and so yeah that's that's an amazing motivator that definitely ah oh, for sure and um I just also I I wanted to cover a topic that I'm really curious to, to hear your opinion on and the topic is I really wonder why so many young girls or young people in general are so insecure these days and I don't know if you also notice it but um I I I'm not sure if it is the social media or the impact that it has but I just meet so many people that are so insecure and really really struggling So I I wanted to hear your opinion why do you think it is have you also yourself felt insecure and if yes how also you dealt with your own insecurities Mhm So in my opinion this is very much linked with social media with the age we are living in where you know it's very very easy to find accounts where you know everything looks perfect everything is perfect um bodies are perfect or people are always happy positive having amazing days doing all those amazing things 
having trips to some, I don't know, Bali, Hawaii, everywhere, you know, just living the perfect life. And not many people are there to share those bad moments, those moments where it's, it's, it's hot. And this is because, you know, it's, it's not fun to share those things. Let's be honest. Like when you have a bad day, you don't really want to talk to people. You don't really, really want to share it. Not because you want to be fake, but because those are moments where you just don't feel like reaching your, taking your phone and, you know, saying, oh my God, you know, I have this bad day. It's just not our first instinct to do that. And so I think that maybe let's start with comparison uh, related to, you know, appearance and stuff. I think social media have such huge impact on how we view our bodies because it's so, so easy to see all those amazing models, all those fitness trainers that are so fit, so beautiful, so slim, you know, muscular, whatever. And we just like, we just sitting there in, you know, in our hoodies with a bloat and everything. It's like, oh my God, how is it possible that they are all, their belly is always so, so, um, flat that you're always looking so amazing and I'm here sitting bloated because I just ate I don't know lunch or whatever Um, I'm trying but I can't look this way what's going on what's wrong with me and the thing is like Instagram taking like those women or those men who are you know so fit and amazing they are taking those pictures they are taking those videos when they look the best when they look their best because especially with fitness trainers, this is kind of their, this is their brand, their body is their brand. This is how they can show that their workouts or whatever, give the, give the results that people are looking for. And so I think it's so important to remember and like people are not going to show you their load. Like it's not comfortable. Some people do and that's amazing. And I love that. I love seeing people who are showing, let's say I love those um, comparison uh, pictures that some people post where on one side versus reality yeah where in on one side you know they have this post picture where their belly is super uh, um, flat and they look amazing and on the other side there's a picture taken five seconds apart and they you know they are bloated their belly is out and everything looks normal looks the way we look uh even in that specific moment and so I love those. And I think like those, uh, those kind of posts helps me so much, help me so much because they show me that, okay, yeah, all those, mod- all those models, all those fitness trainers, they look amazing, but they also have those moments where they look like me, where they look bloated, where they, where they look just not that good. I'm not saying they look bad, but they don't look that yeah. perfect. And with let's say those good days, positivity, this toxic positivity. I think, yeah, it also, honestly, like I would say the main root of insecurities now is social media. Mm, And so with those positive days, positive, everything is so positive. I think like try to follow accounts who also show the real side of the thing. So let's say my account, <laughs> I try to tell people, you know, I have a bad day. <laughs> I'm so freaking anxious today that I can't do anything. I just spent my evening watching a movie or even scrolling for TikTok because I can't just, I can't do anything. I feel overwhelmed. And just showing people that it's not so perfect every day. Like there are days where I feel amazing, where I look amazing, where everything is so perfect. And there are days where I just, I just feel rubbish and I just don't want to do anything. And this is okay. And this is okay. This happens to all of us. And it is normal. 
And just because you see this perfect model on the internet that always has the best mood, always is so is always so energetic, so positive, and her body is so perfect, her face is so perfect, her hair is so is so perfect, doesn't mean she is or he is this way all the time. They are not. And if they say they are, they're probably lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the realization that actually no one ever is always happy or no one ever is always perfect or no one ever has like a perfect day is so important. And also another important thing is actually what's, you know, what I found for myself personally was working out um, because I, I don't know, I just felt like when I started working out five times a week consistently, I just became so much more confident because mm -hmm. you, you feel like you're lifting weights, you know, all of this workouts that you actually you know they're quite tough at times so like I don't you know you work out you'll be like oh my god I don't really want to be doing this why am I doing this at the moment you know it's like six in the morning and I want to be sleeping yeah <laughs> and you've done something hard just like, I'm proud of myself you know and you feel so much more self-reliant and confident and secure so like actually physically getting the movement in whatever it is oh, going for a walk stretching weights workout heat workouts I just found that so good for my own confidence and mm -hmm. uh, just like realizing that no one's, as you mentioned, you know, like no one's ever um, having always a great day or looking always perfect, but also seeing the progress and doing the physical workouts helped me immensely. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I can relate. I totally can relate. When I am in the, on those highs on my journey where, you know, I run up actually consistent with my practices I constantly work out eat quite healthy you know and doing all those practices I feel like I'm feeling my best because I actually feel very accomplished I feel proud of myself and this definitely helped with you know with my self-esteem with how I feel personally with with myself so I agree I totally agree <laughs> yeah and you know now just the idea popped in my head is that so many people are just like looking these days for like instant gratification and they kind of want to have it without doing the hard thing. Whereas you actually, you need to do the thing that you don't want to do. Like for example, a hard workout to actually mm -hmm. feel better, you know, better about yourself because it's in doing that hard thing, you actually will feel better. So I, I think it's something that is kind of, so many people are just saying like, oh, I, no, I don't feel that confident and I just want to feel confident or somebody else is making me not feel confident. But actually it's like, if you are not yourself taking the action to feel better, you know, you cannot blame others as well for, for you, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think, not reaching your potential. Mm -hmm. I think the key is to enjoy the process, to learn, to enjoy the process and to keep on changing the process. So how you do things or what things you do in your life, what habits you have in your life until you can enjoy the process because results will come but they will come over time they are not going to come tomorrow and so it's very important to really put that emphasis to put that focus on creating a routine that is working for you not for someone else for you <laughs> have, have you have you found the routine that works for you are you or are you still uh, changing it up to be honest, yeah, I would say I found it, but I'm, I am changing it up because, you know, as uh, time goes by, I am changing. I'm a totally different person I was a few months ago. And so my routine is changing with me and I'm letting it change because 
this is a natural process. You can't have the same routine your whole life. I mean, you can, but at least it doesn't work for me. And so as I'm changing, my routine changes and it's fine. Like I don't have to stick to the same routine uh, for the rest of my life. And so for now, um, let's say my morning routine uh, consists of me waking up. I wake up um, to school. I wake up around 7 a.m. Whereas when I have uh, work, when it's weekend, I wake up around 8, 9, I would say. So it's not very early. And so, I mean, for some it is early, for some it's not. <laughs> and so I wake up. I make my bed, but it's not an, it's, to be honest, I make my bed sometimes. Sometimes I, I leave it for, for some, like, later. It depends. <laughs> uh, but then I go to my bathroom, I dress, I get ready, I do my skincare and everything. I go to my kitchen, do myself uh, coffee, decaf coffee, tea, and I sit down and read book for, for 20 minutes. I aim for 10 pages at least. But when I have more time, I, I read more. Or if I feel like it, I read more. If I don't feel like it, I'm going to just read those 10 pages and that's it. And then I go and take my dog for a walk. Um, sometimes I take her for a very quick walk and then I go myself to listen to a podcast or something. And sometimes I go with her for um, a, like a longer walk. And then I just uh, make myself some breakfast and that is my routine. And so that works for me. But it doesn't have to work for other people. You know, some people might need let's say movement more movement so let's say they want to wake up and do some do a workout like for me workout in the morning does not work the only thing uh, the only time I can do a workout uh, in the morning is when I go to a workout class because that's when I actually have to you know get ready and go out and that's me making a decision that yeah I'm gonna work out whereas it's very hard for me to motivate myself in the morning to work out just on my own Mm -hmm. and so I don't do it because it doesn't work for me uh, something that works for me is workouts in the evening. And that's okay. For some people, it works this way. So for some people, it works the other way. And I think I always highlight it in my reels and in my content. That's so, so important to find something that works for you, not for someone else. Because you can watch all those videos, you know, my morning routine, my evening routine, my daily routine or whatever. But until you find the routine that works for you, the habits that work for you, you're not going to be happy or fulfilled you're not going to be truly enjoying those things. So I think it's so important to talk about it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was so beautiful. And how, how do you know if something works for you? How do you, how can, is it the feeling that you get? Do you ask yourself, is it through journaling? How can one find out and be sure if something does work for them or doesn't? Because I also think when you try a new habit, it feels unusual. So it could be, you know, you need some time to adjust. So how do you actually have this balance between knowing if something actually not working for you or if something that you just need more time to adjust? Mm -hmm. So I would say that it's great to give yourself some time to kind of test things out. So I would say give yourself a week, two weeks maybe to, you know, let's say you create a routine. And you want to see if it's actually working for you. Give yourself a week, give yourself a week maybe two weeks, as I said, um, to see how it, how it is, how you're feeling. Because, you know, you can, let's say, start a new routine when you have a bad day. And obviously, it's not going to feel nice. You're going to feel very, very bad after you finished it because you just have a bad day. And that's okay. And so it's, I think it's important to... Um, not just, you know, try for one day, but actually uh, give it some time, give it um, 
a bit more time to to you know just just see how it feels and with me in my case I just I just see you know how I'm feeling after I finished my my routine am I enjoying it am I feeling great and motivated ready for the day uh, when I finish it or in a case of evening routine am I feeling peaceful am I feeling relaxed am I feeling ready to go to sleep and just really you know have a peaceful night or am I feeling you know energetic and all over the place um I think, as you mentioned, journaling would be also a great way. You know, I'm sure you can find so many different prompts uh, on the internet related to, you know, to routines, to habits, how they make you feel. So if I were to give you some right now, I'm trying to make it up uh, now, I would say, let's say how this specific habit makes you feel. How do you feel when you finish uh, your morning routine or your evening routine or your daily routine? Um... If you, if you could have a perfect routine, how would it look like? Those kind of things. Because to be honest, I feel like we subconsciously know what works for us. It's not like it's some crazy things, you know, like you don't have to have some peculiar, weird things in your routine. It can be very simple. And so I feel like we all know what works for us subconsciously, how our perfect morning or a perfect evening looks like. But it's just all about uncovering it. It's all about trying different things and seeing what works and what works and what doesn't. Because let's say you can create a routine and this one thing may work, this one habit may work, whereas the whole routine is not very great. But this one thing made me feel great. And I can feel that this one thing just made me feel very peaceful and content, you know? Whereas those other things were like, could be better. And so I keep this one thing and change up the others. And you keep on trying and trying and trying until you have your routine, you know. It takes time, but it's definitely all about, you know, hit and miss, you know, trying different things and, and seeing what things make you feel great and makes you feel ready for the day or ready to go to sleep. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, and also, as you mentioned, intuition. it's all about trial and error. Yeah, listen to how you feel, listen to your intuition. It's all about trial and error. Don't think you'll get it right the first time you do it. Be open to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before I ask my last question, Ooh, where yeah. can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Okay, so, so my main platform right now is my Instagram, which is at heyit underscore Maya. This is where I'm basically daily and it's where I share my reels, all the, all, all the motivation, you know, everything, all the, all the good vibe. Um, where else? In a few weeks, I can't say when exactly because I don't know, <laughs> but I'm starting my YouTube channel. <laughs> but of course, you're going to find all the links uh, on my Instagram. I'm going to announce everything there. Uh, but I'm so excited about that. I recorded some, a few videos already. And oh my God, I love it. Maybe they are not perfect even because, you know, I'm a perfectionist and I try to be perfect. Maybe they are not perfect. They are not the most professional videos, but it, it, I'm fine with it. You know, it's going to take some time to be perfect, but it's, I mean, be perfect, be better, but it's fine. I'm fine. So I'm starting soon. Um, I have a TikTok. Mm, I have TikTok and it is hey.its.maya. Uh, I, I couldn't get my, my, my normal username, so I had to use this one. So it's hey.its.maya. Uh, and I'm trying to take it more seriously. Let's see how that goes. And also I have Pinterest, which is heyits underscore Maya. So you can find all the things there. Uh, on my Pinterest, I try to, you know, just um, make my boards from other pins, 
of pins of from pins of other people um to just you know to just motivate you guys to give you some you know quotes maybe maybe some like more visual inspo to work out to journal to do all those things so to just support you on your self-improvement journey so yeah tiktok instagram which is my main main platform pinterest and soon youtube I am so excited about your YouTube channel and yeah. I'm so happy to hear that it's coming along and that soon we'll be able to see your videos. As well. No pressure, no pressure <laughs> to the perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so excited to honestly, like, I've been getting all the messages, you know, from people being like, oh my God, you have a YouTube or are you, are you planning on, on studying YouTube? Because I want to hear you like in a more long form format, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, guys, I wish I could stand up because that's Honestly, it takes so much time. Like I, I, as, as I was, you know, a consumer of YouTube, I was just watching videos. I, I didn't realize how much time goes into creating one video. It's crazy, <laughs> but I'm slowly getting around it. I, like, as I told you, I, I have some videos ready, so it's closer than further. So I'm very excited too. <laughs> Very exciting. So guys, make sure to follow Maya on Instagram so that you'll be the first one to know about her YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, here we come to the last question. Ooh, okay. Usually I, I ask one question and if, I, I really want to ask two questions. Okay, <laughs> so that's The fine, first one would be, what advice, <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self? To let's say your 17-year-old self. Hmm. I would say take it slow and easy on yourself because as I started my journey, uh, both my self-improvement wellness journey, as well as my Instagram journey, I put way too much pressure on myself to be perfect, to have everything figured out, to basically, you know, uh, do all the things the way I should be doing them. When it's very unrealistic. Like we all make mistakes. We all sometimes just, you know, get off the track. And it's very, very, it's not beneficial for you to expect yourself to be perfect. And so, yeah, I would say, girl, take it slow. It's gonna be fine. You know, everything's gonna come in its own perfect timing. And, you know, if one thing don't work out, doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it's the worst thing in the world. It may seem like it's the worst thing in the world when in reality, something even greater is coming. And so you have to trust the process, trust that the things that are meant for you are gonna come in its own time. And you just have to keep on going, keep on trying, keep on doing all that you can, putting all your heart into what you're doing, both privately and online. And it's gonna come out better than you could than you could have ever expected that's what i would say oh <laughs> that, that's so beautiful that's so Thank beautiful you. i hope <laughs> many people listen to this and they also take it to heart yeah and I the last so this is the last question okay. i promise all right <laughs> i can talk to you all day honestly i feel so the last one. <laughs> <laughs> like you're ready <laughs> yeah all right so do you have something that you do you have something that you really, really want to do? Um, because you know that when you'll be eight years old, you would really regret not doing it. 
that's a hard question. Wait, let me think. Mm. It's hard for me to give you one thing, but I think it's trying things. Yeah, it is trying things that might make me feel uncomfortable, but they are actually gonna lead to even more growth. So let's say me accepting your interview request. I was so uncomfortable with that, honestly, because I have some not very great, at least in my point of view, experiences with like public speaking, you know, um, mm. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a mm. native speaker uh, with English and everything. And so this kind of makes me feel insecure or in some way uncomfortable, you know, talking to people in English because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to make mistakes, especially as I'm in like a more stressful situation where I talk to, talk to people, I'm recorded and everything. And so it makes me feel uncomfortable, let's be honest, like this thought of, of people that picking on me or something. But then I remind myself, like, girl, like they know you're, an, you're not a native speaker. Like it's fine to make mistakes. I'm not a native speaker. So no one expects me to be perfect, you know? And even, even if I was, like, come on, we all make mistakes. And so one thing that I would, I want to do is just get out of my comfort zone as much as I can, as much as I, I'm able to, uh, accept opportunities that make me feel uncomfortable, but that I know will get me closer to my goals. Um, so things like interviews, things like starting my YouTube channel, which is a huge responsibility because if I want to, you know, grow there, uh, keep on adding even more value to people's life. I have to be consistent with it. And the thought of having even more work makes me feel uncomfortable, but I know that I'm going to benefit from it. And so I try to remind myself about it all the time because it's easy to say, no, you know, I'm scared or, oh, it's such an uncomfortable thing. I'm not going to do it. Like, what's the point? Yeah, there is a point. Like, you're going to feel so much better as you practice those things that are making you feel uncomfortable you're going to quickly realize that they are actually not that hard, that they are actually not that stressful, that they are actually not that scary. And you're just going to get used to them. You're just going to get used to the feeling and they're going to become so much easier. They're going to become easy. And for example, that's my goal with interviews. I want to become comfortable with interviews. I want to just talk to different people and feel great, be able to share all the knowledge that I have, be able to show all the value, all the inspiration that I can offer. And... Yeah, so I would, I want to get out of my comfort zone as much as possible. You know, Maya, if it, if it was a live uh, show now, there would be like a round of applause. <laughs> I think everyone would say that you have done a great job at this interview. And I'm so Thank happy you, you so came much. here as a guest on Life is Lisa podcast. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm sure that this conversation would add so much value to those ones who would listen to this. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so, so much for inviting me again, because honestly, Lisa, you're amazing. Like the way, you know, uh, handled this interview, you were actually, you know, giving some anecdotes and talking to me. It didn't feel like an interview. It actually felt like, you know, like a, like a conversation, which was amazing. You really make me feel, made me feel very comfortable. So I'm really grateful for that. And thank you so much again for talking to me it was it was it just Aww. you know I feel really amazing now and now I can smash my day you know I feel I feel great <laughs> so thank you so much you radiate so much positive Aww. energy which I love so <laughs>
Oh, beautiful. So, yeah, thank, thank you thank so you. much. <laughs>